Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of ependymomas found under the oncology section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. An 8-year-old boy presents to the pediatric emergency department with a headache, nausea, and vomiting. His symptoms progressively developed over the course of days. Physical exam is notable for a left sixth nerve palsy and papilledema. MRI of the brain with and without contrast demonstrates a mass in the fourth ventricle that enhances with gadolinium. Let's continue with an introduction to ependymomas. As a general overview, this refers to a neoplasm arising from or adjacent to the ependymal cells that line the ventricular system. This accounts for less than 10% of central nervous system tumors, and it most commonly occurs in the fourth ventricle or the intramedullary spinal cord. In terms of the epidemiology, this is most common in early childhood, though it can occur at any age, and spinal ependymomas are more common in adults. Moving on to the presentation, the clinical manifestations will depend on the location of the tumor. Most occur in the fourth ventricle, leading to hydrocephalus. This may result in headache, nausea, and vomiting, and papilledema. One may also note seizures or focal neurological deficits. In terms of further imaging, an MRI of the brain with and without gadolinium is indicated as the imaging study of choice. Specific findings include an enhancing mass in the ventricular system, and one may find enlarged ventricles due to hydrocephalus. In terms of further studies, histopathology is required to confirm the diagnosis and to determine if the ependymoma is benign or malignant. Specific findings may include perivascular pseudorosets and basal ciliary bodies near cellular nuclei. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about other malignant brain neoplasms, with differentiating factors being that this will be based on histological findings. For example, glioblastomas will have pleomorphic tumor cells surrounding a central area of necrosis. With regards to treatment, medical options include chemotherapy. This is indicated in very young patients for bulky residual disease and if there is recurrent or a refractory tumor. Another option is radiation therapy. This is indicated as adjuvant therapy with surgical resection in most cases. Surgical options include resection. This is indicated as the mainstay of treatment. Complications related to ependymomas include seizures and hydrocephalus. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, unfortunately, this has a poor prognosis. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to ependymomas, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A five-year-old boy presents to pediatrics clinic complaining of headaches. His head circumference is large for his age. He has no other complaints and had been growing and developing normally prior to this visit. Vital signs are stable. Physical exam is benign with the exception of increased head circumference. A fundoscopic exam is performed, which demonstrates papilledema. A subsequent MRI of the brain is performed, which demonstrates an ependymoma. Which of the following is true regarding this patient's condition? And the answer choices are... Choice 1. These masses are associated with retinal angiomas. Choice 2. This mass is derived from Rathke's pouch. Choice 3. This mass is a form of primitive neuroectodermal tumors. Choice 4. The most common location of this mass is the fourth ventricle. Or choice 5. 
this tumor mass is the most common type in adults and children. The best answer to this question is, choice four, the most common location of this mass is the fourth ventricle. This patient presents with an intracranial mass. Childhood brain tumors may be supratentorial or infratentorial, but are more commonly infratentorial. This differs from adults where the opposite is true. Common childhood tumors to remember for the USMLE are the pilocytic astrocytoma, medulloblastoma, ependymoma, hemangioblastoma, and craniopharyngioma. Notably, two of these tumor types may result in hydrocephalus. Medulloblastoma, a cerebellar tumor, may compress the fourth ventricle. Ependymomas are also commonly found in the fourth ventricle and may cause an obstructive hydrocephalus. They have a very poor prognosis. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Hemangioblastoma is most often cerebellar and associated with retinal angiomas. Choice 2. Craniopharyngiomas are derived from remnants of the Rathke's pouch. Choice 3. Medulloblastoma is a highly malignant cerebellar tumor and a form of primitive neuroectodermal tumors. Choice 5. The most common primary brain tumor is the meningioma. Pilocytic astrocytomas are also very common and in children are often found in the posterior fossa. That's all for this review about ependymomas. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.